This is so weird. <laughs> you look amazing. Oh, thank you. So do you. God, when was the last time we saw each other? I think it was senior year. Senior year. Mm. Must have been after the, um... or a nerd or a freak all that matters is that you become badass welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron we're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai are you ready then fall in All right, man. That's the that's the song. What's up, brother? Nothing much, man. Just here, new month, new opportunity. Like you say, <laughs> ready to do this. Yeah, one. bro. This one, this one's ready. special. This one's special. <laughs> ready to fill the night, bro. That jam, dude. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. Sorry, I had to do it. That was just. That's actually been playing in my car for like the past 30 minutes, man. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> underrated song, man. Underrated, underrated song. Good. What happened to Baxter Robinson, bro? Like, who is that yeah. cat, bro? I have no idea, but you know, hey, this is this is one of the songs that's gonna stand the test of time, man. It's still great. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, dude, because I got a question for you, man. All right. Question for you, man. This is how we're going to start. We're going to start it out different, you know, for this podcast episode, man. We're talking about Cobra Kai episode nine, fill the night, but don't, don't, don't exit out yet. I just want to start a little bit different before we start talking about the episode. So speaking about that song, you said it's underrated, brother. So tell me off the top of your head, your top three Karate Kid franchise songs. So the top three songs that you've heard in all Karate Kid movies, Cobra Kai episodes, top three, bro. I'm hitting you, bro. I'm hitting you right off the bat. Yeah, I know. You, I, know. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want you to prepare for it, bro. I just wanted you off the top okay. of your head. Top three songs that man. Those are badass. They were in Karate uh, Kid the movie or Cobra Kai episodes. Uh, Feel the night, uh, glory of love, and ooh, what's the third one? I guess I can use. Ah, Jesus Christ, man, that's a good question. Give me some suggestions, man. Are you I'm, ready? I'm okay, I'll, give you, I'll give you my three. So, Fill the Night, okay. for sure. Cruel Summer, the original version. Cruel Summer, yes. Cruel Summer. Thank you. Even though the, yeah. the remix in you know in, in the end of uh, season two for Cobra Kai was pretty dope, but I like the original. And then, come on, brother. Here's the best song ever, dude. Here's a song that hypes me up. Before I go speak, I put it on. Sometimes You're I'll put best. it on. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put it on before Isabella plays a soccer game. You're the best around. You're the you best know? around. That's the jam, dude. That is yeah. a jam, and I can't believe we haven't heard it yet, but I remember reading a tweet from John or Hayden, and they said they're going to play it at the right time. So I'm wondering, bro, I'm wondering if when they get to the end of the series, because every great thing has an end, bro, you know, and that's the thing, right. man, you know, as, as we're recapping these episodes, we know that they signed on, they're already filming season four, we know right. that they already signed for season five, like, I don't know if you saw that, but they already confirmed there's going to be a season five, so... Yes. At some point, bro, it's got to end, though, man, because, you know, you don't want the storylines to get crazy or stupid. But I think, you know, this is just me right now, just, you know, speculating, man. I don't have any inside information out there. So if you're listening, thinking that thinking that I have inside information, I don't. But I'm thinking you're the best around. They're probably going to say that for like 
one of the last episodes of the series, not of the season of the series, because that's just a badass track, man. But yeah, I wanted to start with that, bro, because I'm telling you, man, feel the night. I've been I've been jamming that, bro. This is my Spotify. It's been on there like crazy, bro. <laughs> no, for real. It's a good song. And it fit the scene in Karate Kid. And it fits this episode and the scene that we're going to talk about later uh, down. So it just it fits beautifully, man. <laughs> Great song. All right, brother. So, yeah, we're covering, man. This is the second to last episode of Cobra Kai season three. Again, episode nine. And it's entitled Fill the Night. The summary goes like this. It's Christmas time in the valley and romance is in the air. Daniel and Miguel find unexpected common ground and the Cobra Kai recruits go on a mission. Now, Monty, I'm going to break tradition, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to break tradition, but I want to take the first scene, bro. I want to take the first scene. All right. <laughs> is Absolutely. That okay? This one's extra special, man. We're going to toss that word around this entire this is, episode. This is man. my girl, bro. This is my girl. <laughs> All right. So Christmas time in the Valley, you know, we're, we're seeing some shots of just Christmas time in the Valley. Right. And so, but the best part, man, best part is seeing Allie's house. Now, did you know that was her home when you saw it the first time? Yeah, I did. I recognized it right away in real time. I'm like, okay, I know that house. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, okay. I won't I'll let you continue talking. I'm not going <laughs> to. But yeah. I recognized it. It was very quick. I like how the writers did it. Very quick. You know, they they put the house out there, but I recognized it right away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very quick, man. So it was, a, it was a shot of her house, the front of her house. And obviously, you know, that's where Daniel was kicking the bricks and, you know, he was, you know, in part one where he was embarrassed and stuff. So uh, anyways, man, you know, mom, Allie's mom is talking. I don't really want to cover that because the most important thing of that scene, man, is seeing Allie Mills, man. And bro, she's just so beautiful, man. She looks so good. And, you know, just the way they just shot her. Right. I mean, they, they really teased it. Right. Because it showed just Allie's mom talking and then we get to Allie Mills and she's saying, hey, it's good to be back, mom. And the mom asked her, hey, are you planning to get together with the old gang? And I love what Allie said, you know, hey, you don't have to worry about me. I have some plans. And I immediately thought, OK, so this is what I thought. And I want you to answer what you thought. I immediately thought, OK, Johnny's in, baby. He's a narc. He's in. You know what I'm saying? He's a narc. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you uh-huh. think when she said that? No, absolutely. And you know what? That's exactly uh, one of the questions I had for you is what did in real time when you were watching or when she's what did you have any ideas as to what she meant when she said any uh, or plans that she had? Uh, What I thought is it it has to be Johnny, but I just didn't know exactly how it was going to play out, you know, because they had been I knew it couldn't be Daniel. You know what I mean? I knew it couldn't be Daniel. So I just, I, I knew it had to be Johnny. I just didn't know exactly what they were going to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but uh, I knew it had to do with Johnny. Yeah, man. It had, it had to be, it had to pay off that way, bro, because that's what we've been waiting for. So this is, this is, like you said, this is the extra special episode because this is what we've been waiting for since season one. Like, I, I know you and I are not the only two. Cobra Kai Karate Kid fans who had been waiting for this man since season one when they teased it when Johnny and Daniel were at the bar talking about Allie looking up her Facebook and season two obviously the tease of all teases right when she yeah. friend requests Johnny and then we finally get to this bro and it's like okay hell yeah it's 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 about Johnny she's gonna see Johnny that's the plans that, she, that she's made so yeah my thought even when when I saw it, you know, for the first time, I'm like, hell yeah, he's in, baby. You know, and so uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. So Merry, Merry Christmas is playing in the background, right? Indeed, indeed, it's Merry Christmas because Johnny, 
you know, his, his girl, right. His first love that we're going to learn that Allie was his first love, you know, she's back. And not only that, but he's with Carmen. So then, you know, that, that scene goes into him, you know, obviously he, he has slept with Carmen. And so we see Monty that, Hey, his dream became a reality. That's what you said, right? He had been dreaming about it, you know? And so, but yeah. little did Johnny know that another dream, another dream was becoming a reality. What well, was about to come a reality, right? Allie, you know, he didn't know that, but it was, it was about to happen. So, Hey, first lesson right there, brother. First lesson to everybody who's listening. Never stop dreaming, baby. You never stop dreaming. Exactly. You never know. Those <laughs> dreams could become a reality, man. So let me go continue with this scene, man. Uh, again, so just kind of laying it out. Carmen and Johnny slept together. You know, they got closer, more intimate. But then Carmen gave Johnny the dreaded question, man. The dreaded question a guy doesn't always want to <laughs> <Dreaded>. hear. <laughs> it is a dreaded I'm question, sorry. man. <laughs> <laughs> because a guy doesn't always want to hear, hey, you know, what what what's coming next in terms of a relationship? You know, they're not really thinking that, man. And I'm not speaking right. for 100% of the guys, but majority of guys, we're not really thinking about that. Let's just enjoy the moment, you know? And so <laughs> she was like, where do we go from here? And Johnny's sidestepping, right? I don't know if he was sidestepping or, or, or he was just truly oblivious, right? Because he responded like, I don't know. I don't have much in the fridge. I could fry up. And Carmen quickly tells him, I mean, with us. But here's the thing, bro. I'm thinking, you know, Johnny's kind of a rookie with this, man. Like, seriously. You know, he should have had his plan, bro. He should have been like, yeah, you know, I can whip you up some banana pancakes or something, man. Like, something, bro. Whip something up right. for her, right? I mean, he wanted, you know, if he, if he wanted to, he could have channeled his Jack Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Sweetheart, I can make you some banana pancakes, something, right? We can sleep in. <laughs> but nah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny wasn't down like that, man. So basically, yeah, he's oblivious to it or sidestepping, kind of just taking off guard. But Carmen, again, said no with us, you know, what, what's going to happen with us? So how have here's my first question to you, man. At that point, how would you have responded? See, that, you know, kind of maybe similar to Johnny, um, maybe not sidestep because, you know, especially, I guess, at Johnny's age, you know, you, you think you would be at least more mature. And maybe the 18, you know, 20 year old me would probably be similar to Johnny. But um, no, I just, you know, probably just say, yeah, we need to talk about it. Kind of kind of confirm, you know, the answer in a way. I know it sounds like I'm dodging. Yeah. <laughs> but just kind of affirm with her, like, yeah, we need to talk about it, um, you know, and see what we can do next. And uh, but then again, in this scene, you know, he's, um, he says he doesn't want he he doesn't want to screw things up with Miguel, so he's got that on his mind. You know, he cares so much about him that he doesn't want to compromise that relationship, man. And he's he's hesitating about letting his guard down. Remember yeah, what sure. he said? Yeah, for sure. And we're gonna we're gonna get to that, bro. So you're right, bro. You know, at that point, how do you really answer? Uh, what about twenty year old me? Solo para eso me quieres. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, bro, this this episode, yeah. man, took me back and had me thinking. So I'm going to have a couple of connections that that I'm sure you're going to relate to, man. So Johnny answers and to me in the best way he could have, you know, in my opinion, obviously, you know, we're all different. We all have different opinions. But he said he doesn't know, which is an honest answer, man, because as you said, he doesn't want to screw things up with Miguel. And that's a good thing. That's a noble thing. Right. So Johnny really cares about him, just like you said. And so here's the thing, though, bro, you know, let's just, you know, we're adults, man, and people who listen to this podcast and obviously people who watch the show are more than children. Yeah, you know, there are kids who watch the show. But when we're talking about the dynamics of a relationship, man, 
things change when you bring intimacy into the equation. You know what I'm saying? And so oh, that's yeah. what changed, bro. That's it, it changed. It changes basically. things. It does change things, man. And so it goes from more than just some flirtatious vibes. Now it's a connection, right? And so more than that for Johnny, he has to be careful because, man, not only does he have Carmen's life that he's you know worried about or has to worry about or should worry about, but there's also a kid. There's also Miguel that he has to care about too, man. So, but then Johnny, he's like, she's pretty hot, right? You're pretty hot. And so, pretty and here's hot. the thing, bro. Here's the thing. We get why John, why Carmen, excuse me, is into Johnny because she's like, I think you're hot too. So remember how I was saying, you know, even though the dude can't cook, um, he has expired orange juice. He's stuck in the eighties. He can't whip up some pancakes, but he's hot. So, but check this out, bro. Before I continue with that, I actually, uh, remember how we asked for some, uh, female perspective. Yes, we yeah, did. So I, got, episode, I, I, yeah. I have two things I want to read, man, that I that I got that were emailed, man. So let me pull up oh, the, okay, the first one, right? Heck yeah, bro. Heck yeah. People are listening. So thank you for that. <laughs> let me pull Absolutely. it up. Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> so the first one says simply, why Johnny? Because he's a positive role model for Miguel and he's real. Okay, there it is. The second oh, one. Okay. The second one. Check this out. The second one said, my thoughts on why Carmen is into Johnny. You pointed out some of the negatives about Johnny and asked why would a woman like Carmen want to be with him? A woman who truly loves you for you or wants to get to know you beyond what you may think are negatives won't focus on those. That's pretty badass. That is. That's very well said. I think Carmen has witnessed his efforts, not only with her, but especially with Miguel. And that outweighs the things that may be negatives that are simply materialistic. Johnny has been genuine and has never been rude to her or her son. She sees his walls, but understands them. Damn, this business. Dang, that is. Wow. Hey, <laughs> to that person who wrote this, you need to be on our podcast. Yeah, bro, that was business, right? For real, we need to invite you <laughs> on there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to read that because, again, thank you to the listeners and, you know, Absolutely, for yeah. sharing their input. We love that. But also this ties into this scene because, again, the dynamics of this relationship have changed. And so Johnny you know, again, doesn't really know what's going to happen, you know, doesn't really know. Uh, Carmen wants to know, and but she doesn't know either, you know, because it's, it's, it's new for both of them. Right. And so he's, he, one of the things that he says that I love is that it's been a while since he's been in that type of situation and that's asking more of him. And then she brings it to him, man. She's like, what's the matter? Sensei can't let your guard down or too scared. And that was a scary she was straight spot. with him. Yeah. That's a scary spot for some people. I know it is for me, man. Because Carmen uh, hit the nail. Same for me, man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? Carmen hit the nail on the head. You know, he is scared. He is, you know, afraid to put his guard down. And I feel that, bro. I feel that because I've always said that of myself, man. I put up walls, man. You know, whenever I get into relationships because of things that I've been through or whatever. Uh, and so, in fact, I'm even like, yeah, I got the Great Wall of China, man. So it's hard. It's hard for a woman to really break through that kind of wall. And can I just be honest? Women won't ever break through that wall unless I myself break it down first. And so Carmen would never be able to get into Johnny's heart unless he allows it. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably where he's like, man, what am I going to do? So can't let his guard down, scared of getting hurt, betrayed. I feel that, bro. And you know what that reminded me of, man? It reminded me of a scene with our boy, Dylan McKay. All right. Our boy, Luke Perry, bro. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Luke. Right. Yeah. So remember when he was talking to the priest, remember when him and Kelly were going to be godparents to Steve and Janet's daughter. And he's talking to the priest. And this is how I connect 
you know, this scene with Johnny or the way Johnny's feeling with Dylan. Because Dylan told the priest, look, I've been with other women since Antonia died. And the priest responds, truly? You know, he questions him. Have you truly been with these women with all of your heart? And he says, you know, Dylan, maybe you shut down after Antonio died. Maybe it's time to start watching the sunset with the right person. So that the wow. reason I say that is, man, is because Johnny, he's probably been with a lot of women. Like I said, hey, obviously women think he's hot, you know, but has he truly, truly given his heart? I don't think he has. And that's what's scary. At least that's what I, when I was watching this again, I was like, that's what's scary. Because there's only one woman who's, who's had his heart. And that's Allie. And now here's another woman and it's Carmen. And so that's what I think Johnny was feeling, man. He's like, man, I had a connection with, with Allie. And here's another woman who's entered the picture, but I don't know what's going to happen next for us. So man, a lot to uncover there, bro. What do you want to add? Right. Is Well, no, just basically to reiterate, man. Yeah, he is definitely, it caught him by surprise, caught him off guard. And so he really doesn't, um, know what to expect here because he's he really just does not want to jeopardize his relationship with miguel man he's worked so hard you know to win it back after the whole end of the high school brawl fight and you know and remember what he said to tommy back in uh what was it take a right in season two he said ali was the only he's been with plenty of babes but ali was the only one who let his guard down so like you said ah. he's, he's yeah, he's got that wall, man. So it's, you know, Allie was the only one to break through it. And he probably allowed that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you said. So, um, yeah, he's, it's really comes down to that. He, the moment he self-discloses is when Carmen, I think, will have a chance, you know, when he really opens up. But right now it's just too soon. <laughs> okay. Which I do have a question at the very end, man. Okay. <laughs> the question for you, yeah. At the very end of that. this, uh, of covering this episode? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> you may have it for me as well. I have a feeling you probably may have it. I don't know, man. Well. I don't know. I'm all, I'm all lovey-dovey, <laughs> brother. But yeah, man, it's a great scene. And again, a, a scene where Johnny's caught at a crossroads because how do I pursue this? You know, he obviously likes her, but then it gets even more, I don't want to say messier, but it gets even more complicated. There we go, bro. It gets even more complicated, <laughs> man. So lo and behold, he received a Facebook message from Ali, bro. Love it, man. So yes. dude, he spills a cereal, you know, that he's eating. <laughs> and she asked the question, want to get lunch? And hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, he's been waiting for this moment his whole life, man. And I love, you know, again, we always talk about just the cinematography and the camera shot. So we see the love triangle, right? So Johnny's looking at his his computer, his laptop, and then he sees Carmen walking out. And damn, bro, because again, now, you know, here's the woman who who got away. Here's the girl who got away, right? And here's like a second chance at that. But yeah, here's this girl who I care about, who's more than just, you know, sex. You know, I care about her son. I care about her. So now, now it's complicated, bro. So yeah, love that. Love that opening, man. It was just, it was just great, man. All right, brother, you want to take us to your first favorite scene yeah absolutely besides that um, one well, just I, to, I, I know that one was <laughs> i know that was your, your favorite scene as well <laughs> yeah no just to add a little bit real quick to it, it it's just bad timing man because you like you said the one that got away you know just now is coming into the picture but then he's got something good right here with carmen and you know like one of the listeners just said man she has never focused on any of his negatives you know she has never focused on any of his negative. Anytime he's down in the dump, she's always there to pick him up. And then, of course, she saved him from Graham. 
you know, she saved her from Graham when Graham was just trying to play her, you know, using her. So he's got a big time dilemma on his hands, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're right, dude. But, uh, hey, but you don't, you know what? You don't want to open up Pandora's box, bro, and talking about timing. Cause I got some, I got some stuff with that, man. Sometimes you meet people at the wrong time. So let's, let's not open up that box. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. <laughs> All right. So the next one I'm going to talk to is this is Sam and Miguel. They're at Miyagi-Do and um, it looks like they're uh, doing, about to do some training. They're doing some stretching, but the camera starts off with a picture of Miyagi and um, <clears throat> Mr. Miyagi, I should say, <laughs> let's give him some respect. <laughs> Miyagi-san. And, um, Miyagi-san. And so, uh, you know, Miguel is curious. He's the he's the one who founded. Sam tells him he's the one who founded Miyagi Do. Taught Daniel everything, uh, and Miguel correlates it to Crease and Johnny. He's like, oh, just like Sensei Crease taught Johnny. And Sam quickly kind of gets what's the, uh, defensive, maybe you could say. And she was like, uh, Miyagi's nothing like Crease. And then they start to compare the two dojos, man, and how the styles are so far apart. And Sam tells him, you know what, your Sensei will never see eye to eye with my dad. And then Miguel, go here, standing up for Johnny. I think it's the other way around, <laughs> you know. And um, and then of course they they start talking about the Okinawan hand drum, and uh, Sam shows Miguel how how it works. And then of course Miguel offers his secret moves, you know, <laughs> yeah. tries to show her some secret moves. Finally, and, he um, finally got some game there, bro. Hell yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and basically he kind of holds a hand like they're doing the hand slap and stuff, but then he flips her on the ground and, you know, they go in for the kiss and Miguel's pretty much catching up for lost time. And that's putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. He finally got some game. There we go, man. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then of course, Daniel, uh, walks in and, uh, as they're kissing, cause they're kissing and, um, <clears throat> He's like, whoa, whoa, you know, and he's like, you know, number one, he apologizes. It's his dojo. Oh, yeah. It's his, <laughs> his daughter. daughter <laughs> his daughter. Let me yes. let me start better. Yes. His daughter, yes. his dojo. He's over there saying he's sorry. And then he gets accusatory, bro. You know, he he's like, Is that my drum in your pocket? But you know, I like how I like the scene because Miguel just continues to stand up for John and he's like, No, it's the other way around. You know, it's not just hey. Johnny will never see eye to eye with Daniel. No, Daniel is also part of it too. He he has to also be see a part of what Johnny has. And um, you know, again, why is he Daniel apologizing? You know, if that were our daughter, our dojo, we wouldn't be coming <laughs> and saying, Hey, sorry, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. So yeah, but it was just a good scene, quick little scene. But you know, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, man. You know what what we're what we're seeing. And I'm sure you noticed this as well, is that there are a lot of quick little scenes. So the longer scenes yes. are the ones with Johnny and Allie and, and rightfully so. And so <laughs> a lot of quick scenes. But, yeah, I just want to point out that I think it was cool that Miguel finally saw, you know, who Mr. Miyagi was, you know. And so because in these you know three seasons, he's never really heard of Mr. Miyagi. He knows about Miyagi dope, but not. Mr. Miyagi himself, man. And so I think that's going to connect origins. the origins. And I think it's going to connect to when he talks with Daniel, he has that first conversation, real conversation with Daniel as well, man. So, yeah. All right, brother, let me take you to the next one. Again, another quick scene, man. It's basically Robbie at the Cobra Kai dojo. And I have a question with that, man. So let me just go ahead and ask it, dude. So my first question with that is, does Crease not have a place to stay? You know, and if he doesn't have a place to stay, how can he pay the least for his dojo. You know, it's those money questions again, bro. It doesn't make right, sense because yeah. 
we see Robbie, he's, you know, you know, rolling up a sleeping bag. Why didn't Chris take him to his house? So again, it's just like, it doesn't make sense, man. At that point, I was like, unanswered questions. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, real quick, you know, obviously he's taking Robbie in, but then we see the Cobra Kai kids and basically Hawk, Hawk is pissed. And what I pointed out with that is that he's still showing some loyalty to, for Miguel, you know what I'm saying? And so he doesn't want Robbie there. And Hawk feels that he doesn't need him. You know, Cobra Kai doesn't need him. But Kreese, he does want him. He wants his strength. So, you know, again, it answers my own question as, as Hawk continues in his dialogue with Kreese. He doesn't want Robbie there because he put Miguel in the hospital. He's the enemy. And then Kreese, you know, twisting that shit. He's <laughs> like, it's hard to tell who the right. enemy is, you know? He says a defensive, defenseless local one minute would pull a knife on you, your throat the next. And this is what he learned. I do like this, though. So the enemy of your enemy is your friend. <laughs> so right there man crease is essentially telling hawk look miguel is your enemy now and so if you want to take miguel down you want to you know overcome defeat miguel well guess what you need miguel's enemy and that's robbie so that's what i got from that and and at that point you know the the ending shot we see hawk really conflicted about it because i don't think he knows how to take it so what do you want to add to that it's just one of those scenarios again where Hawk is kind of being pushed aside again. Like um, his opinions really do not have weight with Crease. <laughs> you're right. You know? You're right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's pretty much done. He's he's shown loyalty. I mean, I don't want to go too much into it because I think I'm going to discuss it further in a later okay. scene. Yeah, that's fine. But um, but yeah, he's just shown so much loyalty, and you kind of feel like maybe in a way he's done enough to earn, you know, leadership there at Cobra Kai, but it just goes to show Kreese just doesn't take his opinions with anything, man. Yeah. He pushes him to the side, like whether it's Tori and now apparently it looks like Robbie. So yeah, that's what I got from that scene. But no, I totally agree with everything else that you said as well about how painting Miguel as the enemy now. Yeah. And maybe he just doesn't see that leadership quality in Hawk. I mean, it, it's possible, bro. You know what I'm saying? True. Not everybody can be the chief. You know what I'm saying? You need some Indians right. too. You know what I'm saying? You need some regular, <laughs> just regular people too. I mean, seriously, bro, you know, everybody, you know, just everybody wants to be the leader, but that's not always possible. You know, everybody like take it back to when we were little kids, everybody wanted to be the quarterback, right? You know what I'm saying? But not everybody can yes. be the quarterback, man. So exactly. and maybe that's just what it is. That's the reality. Hey, Hawk, you're not as bad as you think you are. You're not the leader you know, that Tori is, you're not the leader that Robbie is, you're not the leader that Diaz is. So that was cool that you pointed that out, man, that he is kind of being pushed aside. I didn't think about that till you just said that, man. All right, brother, go ahead and take us to your next favorite scene. I'm going to go to this little quick scene because I, I want you to take the next one. After. <laughs> <laughs> so this is pretty much continuing after uh, the conversation with Crease and, and Hawk in his office. It's Robbie and Tori. So she notices that he's leaving, like he's already packing up all of his stuff and he tells her that he doesn't belong. And so she's like, oh, you're running away. That worked out well last time. And then, of course, she's kind of self-discloses to him. She's like, you know, that she hated him and and Sam for what happened to Miguel. But mostly she hated herself. And but she didn't have the luxury to run away. And she serves a lesson that Chris taught her about, you know, channeling that anger and that it will make you stronger and it feels good. That's what she said. And it, you know what? Part of this scene, Tori continues to kind of get into his head, you know, kind of just feeling like, you know, you use that hate that you feel like towards Johnny and Daniel 
and you can channel it and it'll make you stronger. And Robbie looks intrigued, man. He looks like as he's listening, he's just like kind of in agreement, but not necessarily shaking his head or anything. And, you know, Chris's lesson is, is, is true, man. Channel anger, channel, you know, anything, but how you apply it is the key. Yeah, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like Chris probably wants him to channel that anger to like destroy and hurt and violence against your enemy. But uh, this is kind of the moment where I think Robbie takes a step into the dark side, man, or not step, but like where he's kind of maybe feeling the dark side, like not so much as a negative, I guess, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense, man. And at one point, though, it's it's interesting that you say, you know, she's playing head games with him because I wrote that down as well. And so what I was getting at when I said at one point is I thought she was almost being remorseful where she said, hey, I hated you. She's telling Robbie this. I hated you for what you did to Miguel. I hated San LaRusso. But here's the kicker one. Here's the one that surprised me. I hated myself the most. I was like, damn, is she being remorseful? But then she kind of explains why that is, you know, because... She said, I don't have the luxury of running away. And the reason why I'm pointing that out is because, look, man, she's she's basically telling us, right, the viewers and telling Robbie the reason why she's listening to Crease. Because at this point, man, that's the only place or he's the only person, excuse me, that she's finding comfort and help in. And again, we all need an anchor, right? And so as right? crazy as Crease <laughs> is, he's the only dude that's showing interest in her, man. You know, really, you know. Because her mom is sick. And so, as you said, man, Chris has that badass saying. And that's the thing, bro. I think it's important to find guidance, but find it from the right people. Because if you don't, then you'll fall prey and you'll become a victim and you'll find guidance from the wrong people. Which is what I think you were trying to get at with Robbie. He's intrigued, right? Because Mm -hmm. he needs some sort of guidance. And if he doesn't get guidance from the right type of people, well, guess what? He's going to find guidance from the wrong type of people, man. And so that's why it's so important, you know, like we always talk about, bro, we always talk about our kids and our daughters and our sons for us to be with them. Because if we're not there for them, guess what, bro? Somebody else is going to be there for them. And they may not always be the best people, bro. So, you know, Tori doesn't have anybody, man. And again, the only one who seems to give a damn about her is Crease. And again, he may be manipulating, but he took care of that problem for her. So what does that show? Yes. That this dude cares about me, right? And so, uh, in this scene, she's encouraging Robbie, hey, do the same thing. Listen to Crease. He'll teach you what to do with all that hate, all that anger. And you know what? Oh, wow. That's a great. Better way to look at it. Yeah. And you know what? Robbie is falling for it, bro. So. Yep. He sure is. Yeah. Absolutely. Hi, brother. So the next scene? Yes. The next Take it scene. away. Here we go, man. That's what we've all been waiting for, bro. <laughs> and so we know, we know how Johnny responded because in the previous scene with Johnny at his laptop, we didn't know how he was going to respond. But hell yeah, shit. He was going to say yes. Hell yeah, you know? <laughs> and so location, let me set it up, bro. Location, Magnolia Kitchen Cafe, baby. And so Johnny, he's nervous, man, as he should be. He doesn't know what to order, so he listens to some dude order a vegan mung doll bowl you know what i'm saying and so (laughs) man i remember watching this the first time bro and i'll tell you bro i don't know if you felt the same way but as i'm watching this scene you know for the very first time new year's day right because that's when this came out 
I remember yes. just wanting, all I wanted was for Allie just to show up again, dude. I was just like, I couldn't wait. So the way it was filmed, dude, they kind of prolonged it, you know what I'm saying? And so how, were you feeling that way as well? Well, I was just like, yeah, eager to see her have more dialogue and just, ah, uh, yeah, just more scenes. Yeah, for sure. More scenes. Like, her to just show up. gratification, baby. Give me more. <laughs> for them, for her to show up and for her and Johnny just to see each other, man, that's what I was waiting for. So anyways, vegan mungdolbo, right? He kept saying that. And after a few seconds, man, Ali walks in. And I, again, I love this though. As much as we were in, anticipating it and wanting it, the directors Music really playing. shot that scene. Yeah, the, the way they shot that scene, man, it built the anticipation even more, bro. So the soft music starts playing, and Allie Mills, baby, la hermosa, la bella, la preciosa, man, she walks in, bro. And check this out. This is how much I paid attention to her. She's wearing a light brown leather jacket. She's got on some boot cut blue jeans. She's got tan colored boots and a burgundy and blue striped top. And her hair is parted in the middle, and it's wavy. Damn, brother. So beautiful. So beautiful. You know what's even attention more beautiful, bro? Hell yeah. yeah, attention to detail. <laughs> I paid more attention there than I did in government class. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's even more better, bro, is that she smiles when she sees Johnny, man. That was so beautiful, oh, yeah. bro. You know, and so, man, I, you know, because check this out, dude. Imagine being all hyped up. Imagine you're Johnny. You're all hyped, you're all hyped up. You haven't seen this person in years, man. And then they walk in. And then when they see you, they give you some weak-ass smile. Imagine that, dude. They would have given you some weak-ass smile. So I love the look that Allie gave Johnny. I love the one that he gave her. It was a business, man. But of course, of course, you know, there was that awkward hug. I mean, but it had to be, bro. It had been years, right? Right. It had been years since they had seen each other. So, But they were happy to see each other. And you could tell, man. And so, uh, man, it was just great, you know what I'm saying, for them to just see each other again. And, and check this out, bro. I have to point this out, man, because this is very important. If she didn't want to see Johnny, she wouldn't have seen him. So obviously she wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes right. it's like, did she really want that? Well, come on, a woman at her age wouldn't have made plans if she didn't want to see him and be with him. So that tells you right there, hey, she's interested just as much as Johnny is interested as well. So senior year, the last time they've seen each other. And I like this, man. She's like, it's yeah. the last time we've seen each other since. And so Johnny remembers that kick, right? The kick, the to, kick. The kick to his face, man. The illegal kick, man. And so obviously Johnny. And then the dialogue, right? The dialogue. Oh, yeah. Ali on the, the flashback. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that they inserted that, bro. And so obviously, you know, Johnny did not want to remember that, but. After that, it was on, you know, but before, again, some more awkward stuff, Johnny, you know, tries to impress her, you know, he orders the vegan mung dalbo, but I guess he just forgot what Miguel had told him, right, about being himself, you know what I'm saying? But hey, no lie, though, I mean, I probably would have done the same, or check this out, no, you know what, no, 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 this is what I would have done, bro, I would have told the waitress, hey, ladies first, let the ladies order first, you know what I'm saying? And so then right, yeah. I would have followed the suit. So if she would have ordered some wings, I'm like, all right, we're good, you know? But anyway, yeah. Allie's so cute, man, orders a cheeseburger with fries, and then Johnny quickly changes yes. his order. You like that? Okay, I'll let you yeah, talk about the hair like... in a second. So And so I love this. So Johnny quickly changes his order, and she says, knew it. You see that, bro? She knew it, you know? Because what did she say? My bad. She doesn't say knew it, but she says, well, there he is. So there that makes is, me yeah. like Allie even more, man. You know, she's basically just reading through Johnny's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I love that, bro. I love that add to it because it cut right there and it went to another scene. So what do you want to add to the first encounter between Allie and Johnny after years, man? She's a guy's girl, man. You know, she's one of those that 
she she could just hang with the guys, man. And yeah, Johnny. Oh God, why did he try to? He tried to be somebody he's not. And well, like you said, that's something Miguel. And you just, yeah, stay true to yourself. And that's basically what I wrote down: is man tries to be somebody else to impress her, and just forget that. Stay true to yourself. And she's just a guy's girl, man. Just everything, you know. Like you said, when you see somebody for a long time, the last thing. You know, sometimes things that happen is it just gets awkwardly quiet. Nah, bro. She carried the combo. You know, she gave him, I don't know, gave him stuff to feed off of. And we're going so to get to that, right? I mean, we're yeah, going to we're gonna get that yeah. even more, mm-hmm. even more. But uh, <clears throat> but just right here, man. Yeah, she totally, like you said, read through his <laughs> BS. And, and she's still smiling and laughing and having a good time, man. So, you know what she did, man? As, as I'm hearing you talk, she, she basically set the tone where it was like look let's just be real you know what i'm saying let's not be fake and many times man because check this out bro i don't care what anybody says this was a this was a date you know what i'm saying this was a date and i'm gonna say that again you know throughout the episode it's not a hangout it was a date (laughs) it was a date (laughs) and so but no she basically set the tone where hey let's just be comfortable with each other and let's be real with each other and she was able to establish that and make johnny feel like okay hey i can slowly you know, let my guard down again. So, all right, brother, where you want to go next? Next one I'm going to go to, this is goes back to Miyagi-Do, Sam and uh, Daniel and Miguel. So this is after he, Daniel had walked in and, you know, saying sorry and pretty much accusing Miguel of trying to steal his drum. But uh, he tries to tell uh, Sam, hey, new rule, you know, when you bring boys over, which, why are you bringing boys over? Mm-hmm, <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep the door open. She's like, it's not 1984. But um, here's something that, you know, it's going to happen one day, bro. We know it's coming, but, you know, you're growing up too fast. You know, you're gonna, you're a young woman now. And then she lists off, or Daniel, I'm sorry, lists off, you know, first it was Kyler, then Miguel, Robbie, and now back to Miguel. You're like, you're adding a lot of drama to your life. And then, of course, she's like, you know, imagine if Robbie saw this. And then, of course, she confesses that Robbie did see her and Miguel last night. And, you know, just Daniel being worried, you know, which, hey, all the means, you know, when your little girl starts growing up, bro, golly, this worry ain't never going to end, right? <laughs> exactly, right? brother, exactly. Never, bro. They could be 30, 40, man. We're still going to worry like they're six years old. Yeah, they're always <laughs> going to be our baby, too. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> here's Sam getting a little, like, uh, what's the word? Ah, uh, God, I don't know what word I want to use, but she basically tries to put his mind at ease. And she says, you know, I'm your daughter. You can trust me, you know? And, and then, um, Miguel, or not Miguel, Daniel is like, you know, it's not you. I don't trust. And, you know, here, here's, uh, Sam standing up for Miguel. She's like, he's changed. He's a good person. He's not Cobra Kai's number one bully. You know, he's not even in Cobra Kai anymore. So, you know, I wrote down the scene just, and, and what I wrote, my little notes were just, you know, we got to have faith in our daughters, man. And I think you've touched on this as we discussed the season that, you know, what we, what we instill the values and the mindset, you know, we got, we just got to learn to trust that, I guess, at one point, you know, yeah, we instill the values that we know are good for them and just have our hope that everything works out, <laughs> I guess. No, you yes, know what sir. I'm saying? yeah, exactly, bro. That's, that's what I was going to say and hope that, when we're not around, it clicks. You know what I'm saying? It just right. clicks and they remember that, bro. Because we can't we can't be around them twenty four seven. 
You know what I'm saying? Even when they're at school, bro, you know, my daughter's going to be in, in middle school next year, bro. That's that's just a scary thought, man. And so all we can hope is that what we've instilled in them, you know, it clicks, it stays. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, dude, you know, one of the things that I took down, like, all right, you know, it, it may be 2021, but in my house, it's still 1984, damn it, right? Because didn't Sam say that? <laughs> Sam was like, it's not it's not 1984. Well, in my house, it's still 1984. So my leave, that, leave that damn door open, man. So uh, <laughs> I never understood why uh, Daniel doesn't trust Miguel. You know, he was never Cobra Kai's number one bully. Miguel was never a bully, man. He was never a bad person, man. So obviously, the animosity that Daniel feels towards Miguel is because he doesn't like Johnny, man. And that's pretty much it, man. So obviously, again, short scene which we're going to see a payoff a little bit later. So oh, yeah. my next favorite scene, man, um, you know what? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back to Johnny. Let's go back to Johnny. Yeah, go to the good Allie. one. Go to the you good know, one. Go back to Johnny and Allie, baby, back at their date, and they're reminiscing <laughs> about their first date, man. And so obviously it was on the Ferris wheel, and they were both stuck, and Allie thought she was going to die, and I love how Johnny sneaked this in. Come on. You know, I would never let anything bad happen to you. Hell yeah, bro. I got you. Hell That's yeah. what he was saying, baby. I got you, right? So uh, we we hear, right, that the first date went bad, but their second date went much better. So, And so then Allie, you know, tells Johnny, hey, your life seems to be going pretty good. You know, she can't believe he's a sensei. I, I, I cannot believe that you are a sensei. Yeah, well, life after high school has been pretty good. I'm so happy for you. Actually, that's bullshit. The truth is, I partied through most of my 20s. All of them, actually. In my 30s. Wow. Well. <laughs> Next thing I know, this girl I was dating got pregnant. I didn't know the first thing about being a dad. I was unprepared. And uh, eventually, I screwed everything up. Mm. Pretty sure I've ruined every meaningful relationship I've ever had, actually. Starting with you. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have messed up a lot of things in my life. Oh, come on. You have everything. Amazing career, beautiful family. You did everything by the book. Yeah, exactly. Allie, the good doctor. Allie, the good mom. Allie, the good wife. Well, ex-wife. Hell yeah, here we go. Because it came to a point where Johnny had to drop his facade, bro. And I love what he said. Actually, that's bullshit. And the best, the best thing he could have done, bro, I wrote this down. That's the best thing he could have done is just gone into real mode and just been transparent. And so he he just lists the things that he did. Man, that's some honesty and transparency, bro. Honesty and transparency to say that he's ruined every relationship he's ever had, especially hers. And I love that, right? And that's oh, what he yeah. says, especially starting with you. And see, that's the thing, bro. She's the first one, bro. She's the first meaningful. And that's what I'm talking about. As I was saying at the beginning of this podcast episode, man, that was his first love, man. That was his first meaningful relationship. And you never forget that person, bro. So no wonder Johnny hasn't forgotten about Allie. There was something about Allie that made him drop his guard, you know, because again, let's tie it to Johnny's backstory a little bit. We didn't, we haven't really seen it in season three, but we saw it in season one, right? Where Johnny where we learned that Johnny was bullied, where we learned that Johnny was not only bullied, you know, because he was kind of geeky and nerdy himself, but he was bullied by his stepdad, you know? So imagine, man, imagine just feeling like shit growing up, you know, your, your real dad's not in the picture. You have a stepdad who's a dick. You're getting, you know, bullied at school. And then 
man, you meet that one person that makes you feel like Superman, that one woman that makes you feel like Superman. So hell yeah, you know, there's no wonder that, you know, she believes in you too. Exactly. Probably. Believes in him and, and gave him that, that band, right. That black that band. Uh, headband, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dude. And so that was a great thing about, about Johnny, just telling her that being honest and transparent. And here's the thing, here's the thing, you know, him being transparent with her was great because guess what? She began to be transparent with him as well. You know what I'm saying? And that's the great thing, man. That's the great thing about being transparent with someone who's genuine and isn't snooty and isn't fake. Because I don't think that's what Allie is, man. Is that when they're not fake and they're genuine too, guess what? They can be honest and transparent as well. And so Allie, I love this. I love this, right? Allie opens up and says, hey, I messed up a lot of things in my life. And Johnny, man, you know, you know, he's obviously basing it off of social media like a lot of people do, right? Nah, you have everything. Amazing career, family. But check this out, bro. By the book. Yeah, by the book. But check this out. Be careful judging stuff simply by Facebook and Instagram posts, man. That stuff could be deceiving, man. People only put the best stuff, you know? You don't always get the full truth from people because some people just want to post the things to make them appear to be a certain way, to make them appear that they're happy, man. And so that's that's the trap that Johnny fell in, bro, because Ali, you know, spells it out like, look. Yeah, okay, Allie, the good doctor. Allie, the good mom. Allie, the good wife. Well, the ex-wife. And yo, yeah. real, real talk, bro. When she said ex-wife, I was like, hell yeah. Sure. There's a chance, baby. There's la puerta está Hell la yeah, puerta, la <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. Exactly, man. So I was like, hell yeah, Johnny's in, baby. But Allie reveals that Greg, you know, her husband and her are separated and Johnny's sorry. And I would be like, yeah, yeah, it's his loss, which is what he said, right? You know, he's an idiot. And so, but check this out, man. I love this about Allie. She didn't trash um, Greg. She could see the good in it, man. And so I love that because that's maturity, bro. Maturity is when you can see the good and even the worst of situations, bro. You know what I'm saying? Character, yeah. Yeah, let me say that again. Maturity is when you can see the good and the worst of situations. There's always good in every situation, man. All right. And so uh, she says it, man. The good news is it's nobody's fault. And so Greg is actually a great guy, what she says, but Johnny's like, nah, he's an idiot. And so there you go, bro. There you go. You know, she starts you can laughing. You still make me laugh. Yeah, you can still make me laugh, bro. Not only that, man, you know, Johnny's just, hey, he's trying to get in. Like, yeah, ex-wife, you know, it's like, oh, what? You know, his ears are perked up, man. And I would have started singing to her, bro. I would have been like, you know, what kind of man, <laughs> what kind of man would leave you standing in the cold? You know what I'm saying? Must have been a silly one to sacrifice a pot of gold. Yeah, bro, I would have got some baby face on her. But anyways, Allie laughs, appreciates Johnny always being able to make her laugh, man. But here's the thing. Johnny took it even further. So Johnny Lawrence right now is showing growth because Johnny apologizes. And she's taken aback by that. She's like, Johnny Lawrence apologize? Yeah, because that's growth, baby. And he says this. I took you for granted. You didn't deserve that. I ruined our relationship and friendship. And I love that. I love that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then she's, you know, she keeps it cool, man. I like that. You know, she's like, yeah, you were in the, in the radio or whatever. And, and he's like, nah, Dutch, <laughs> Dutch ran over the radio, but I love that they include Dutch, man. I still love that they include Dutch in the dialogue, man. So it's just pretty cool because check this out, you know, uh, all these years and they're like, look, I can't even remember what we were fighting about, but it's dope that they can laugh about it now. And it's even better that Johnny sincerely apologized and Allie could tell that it was sincere, which leads to this, bro. At least to this. It leads her to want to continue the date because it's a date, damn it, right? It's a date. <laughs> and that leads her to say, hey, I have an idea. And she wants to do something fun. And when someone really wants to spend time with you, bro, guess what? They'll make the time. They won't want to end the, the date, bro. They will not want to end the date because 
man, they want to continue to be with you as much as possible. So Johnny asked, what do you have in mind? So bro, here's my question to you. When, when he asked that, what did you think they were going to do? When Johnny says, Hey, what do you have in mind? What do you think they were going to do? I, man, here's the thing. I didn't know it was where it was going to go. I didn't think about that. But when the music started playing, when we got to, when we get to that scene, I knew it exactly what it was, but no, I didn't, I didn't have an idea, man. I, I'm, I'm being honest. No, in real time, in real time, I didn't. Did you know? I was kind of hoping. Yeah. You know why? Because I, because I remember, um, that's where, where he told Miguel, that's where I take all my dates or whatever. All my so dates. I, I was, yeah, kinda, yeah, I was right. kind of hoping that that's where it was going to be at, bro. So I can't really say, yeah, I knew it, but I was hoping, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> exactly. anything you want to add to that, man, just great, man. I love it, man. Yeah. Great chemistry between them Heck too, man. Yeah. Great chemistry, not just the characters, but both the actors as well, man. And Johnny let his guard down again, man, being honest, you know, be about what he, you know, he was trying to, like you said, you know, put up a kind of a front or facade and then nah, he just like F that. He just went full self-disclosure. And one of the things that I, you know, also what you pointed out about Allie, man, she also self-disclosed and like, Hey, you know, I've messed up thing, you know, and it just kind of made me think about a lesson, man, you know, doing things by the book doesn't always lead to success. You oh, know? that's so good. Yeah. I just wrote that down, you know? And, um, and then, of course, when she said ex-wife, I immediately wrote down, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. That's <laughs> right. You're telling me there's a chance. That's right. Uh, and, and you know, I just like how Johnny, you know, tries to, I guess, right the wrong, you could say. Yeah. At the end when he said, you know, apologize. And seriously, he, he even, you know, what, uh, emphasized, seriously, I'm sorry. But no, just basically that, you know, he, he messed up and that he's sorry, you know he knows what he did wrong and you know what when he said that it was dutch who ran over i actually looked at the karate kid film i actually went and looked and checked and it wasn't dutch bro it who was, was it johnny. it was johnny it was johnny yeah it was johnny bro why is he blaming dutch yeah. hey so much for being honest and transparent we're giving him all that props and shit and now we if we find out he was lying hey, well, maybe, maybe, thing, maybe it was dutch's idea though it was probably dutch's idea but but I, because I remember that scene, because it's you know it's the opening scene, or it's one of the opening scenes, you know, or at the beginning of the movie. I'm sorry. So I went back and checked. I was like, really, Dutch did that? And I was like, <laughs> and so I checked. I popped in the DVD, bro, and uh, and I saw that it was Johnny who did it. Bro, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even remember Dutch being there, dude. Was he there? Yeah, he was. Cause yeah, cause after he beat up Daniel, he gave him the high five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Preach it, Dutch. Come on, Chad McQueen. You gotta, you gotta come back, man. You gotta, come yeah. to, you gotta be on season four, baby. We, we love, we love Dutch. I love Dutch, man. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Man. He's Hell a great yeah. character. Oh yeah. But no, that was it. Yeah, it's a great scene. Loved it, man. Yeah, man. Great chemistry. I like what you said, bro. Even it's not just so much within the characters. Elizabeth Shue just came in and like, like she's just Picked natural. Up where it left yeah, off. right. Like yeah. she was just a natural for the show. Like it just, it just worked. You know, sometimes you have like reunion shows and somebody comes back and it's awkward, but she came back and it just, it just worked, man. So definitely love that. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. This is back at Miyagi Do. This is Miguel and Daniel. So Miguel's kind of curious. He's like looking at the yellow car and, uh, and then Daniel goes out to talk to him and he says, you know, when Mr. Miyagi gave me that car, he was the envy of Reseda. Then of course, Miguel is surprised that he's from Reseda. Uh, um, and <clears throat> 
And Daniel here kind of tells him, yeah, when me and my mom moved out here, you know, we didn't have two pennies to rub together. So uh, they're kind of relating, man, you know, in a way, because, you know, Miguel has always been just him and his mom and Yaya, you know, and, you know, Daniel, just him and his mom and the original Karate Kid. And um, and he Daniel says that he was jealous of all the rich kids like Johnny. And then, of course, Miguel's surprised that Johnny was a rich kid. Um <clears throat> And then, of course, Daniel tells him, I'm sure he told you about our time back in high school. <laughs> and uh, Miguel brings back the illegal kick. He's like, yeah, you beat him with an illegal kick. He's like, you used that same kick last year. Anything above the waist is, is legal. And then he's like, what else did he tell you? You know, and that's kind of where the scene ends. But I took you on the scene. This is the very first scene with Miguel and Daniel in all of the seasons. They've never had a scene together. This is their very first one. And it just amazes me how how similar they are in characters and characters. You know, their height, their build, their hair, and then of course their storylines are the same or similar. It's just I like they casted Miguel perfectly. He's basically the modern day Matt Daniel in a way yeah, when the is. show started, you know. Yeah, for sure. He is. And so yeah, great scene, man. <laughs> he he definitely is because he was the one that was that was being bullied, man. So uh yeah, bro. I, I like that. Like you said, everything you pointed out is perfect, man. You know, this is the first time. And so it was good. You know, like I said, the setup, you know, in a couple of minutes before that to get to Daniel and Miguel was good. And he's looking at the car, right? He's looking at the car yeah. that Miyagi gave him. So even that has some value, man. So the next scene for me is just we see the Cobra Kai kids, you know, just being stupid, man, trying to steal a snake <laughs> or whatever, man. And, you know, I guess the important part with that is Robbie joins in. So Robbie's being led, man. And he's being led, to be honest, man. I pointed, I wrote this down. He's being led by Tori. So that's just the power of a woman, bro. So fill the <laughs> night, you know what I'm saying? The power, seriously, because, you know, remember when when Hawk tried to offer him some beer or Kyler, my bad, Kyler offered him some beer and he didn't want to drink it and, and Hawk tried to give him some shit about it. And he's like, I don't have to drink to be cool. I mean, I actually like that he said that. Yeah. And then, um, but when Tori, you know, they were sneaking into the zoo, which again, that's stupid to me. I'm like, all right, you want to do some badass shit, but sneak into the zoo. All right. Anyways. And so Tori's creep, like, baby. yeah, <laughs> Tori's like, all right, you know, Hey, let's, let's go ahead and do this. And he's like, you, 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 you're giving into peer pressure. And she's like, yeah, that's my thing or something like that. And so then Robbie follows suit because again, the power of a woman, man, you know, so now it's like, Hey, she's kind of getting his attention, man. Obviously he does it. It's not spelling it out there. They're, they're going to get together. But to be honest with you, that's the reason why I believe that he went is because Tori, you know, just being manipulative and and, you know, kind of charming her her way into Robbie's life as well, man. So yeah, exactly. the only question with that, man, I guess I'm going to I'm going to point this this uh, piece of dialogue out this line because I, I know it was real big on Twitter, Cobra Kai Twitter. It's when uh, Kyler says, hey, if I don't pass trig this semester, my dad's going to shit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right what was stupid. up with that what oh, was that sorry. That? yeah what was that i thought that? it was stupid yeah <laughs> yeah for sure but anyway so hawk and the other goons that's what i wrote they can't steal the snake but robbie can but hey robbie's been a thief you know and that that earned some street cred so now kyler's all on his jock and stuff college giving him props you know saying he's the man he's and natural so, he's a natural he's a natural cobra <laughs> but anyways i had to point that out because again it just kind of shows how the cobra kai kids um what they're doing right how they're evolving under crease okay i want to point that out they're evolving under crease they're doing stupid stuff again it's not what johnny intended with cobra kai 
And so uh, another question that I had is, where was my boy Red? What the hell? Where was Red at, baby? Where was Rick and Rickenberger? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, <laughs> Kyler's giving Robbie props and uh, Hawk's really not liking that. So I will say that it's at this moment where I'm starting to see, okay, Hawk is seeing that he's being cast aside, as you said. And maybe Hawk, maybe that's the reason why Hawk, you know, does what he does in the next episode. I don't want to spoil it because he's seeing that, damn, like these guys really don't respect or value me. So anyways, I just wanted to throw that scene out there. It was a quick scene. Uh, anything you want to add to that? It's just uh, what I took down is, yeah, just, I mean, I agree with everything you said. And Robbie just scores points with Cobra Kai, you know, with, and I mean, Hawk planned it. And in a way, I don't know it, what you think about this, but in a way, I think maybe he planned it to try and get into Kreese's good graces, kind of to show him, you know, hey, look, I can, I can be, you know, I can be badass in a way. And it just backfired because, you know, Kyler didn't bring the snake pole <laughs> and he, that's all he did. He focused on the problem. And then Robbie just found a solution, man. He showed no fear and just took the snake. And, um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, Hawk is kind of more and more realizing, yeah, this isn't, you know, the same. <laughs> you're, you're not the one, bro, right? <laughs> yeah, you're not the one. <laughs> exactly. The chosen one. <laughs> the chosen one. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene, man. The next one is back at Miyagi-Do. This is, uh, continues on with Miguel and Daniel. This time they're sitting in the car. He said I sucker punched him. Did he not mention the fact that he knocked me down first? You were moving in on his girl. They hadn't talked in weeks. I had no idea Johnny even existed when I got to that beach. All that I knew is that he broke her radio. She was upset. Huh. I was being chivalrous. Uh, what about Halloween? The water hose? What? The water hose? These guys were beating the crap out of me every other... The water hose was the least of it, believe me. And it was just sitting there. It was... So teed up, trust me, if you were in my shoes, you would have done the exact same thing. Johnny clearly overreacted to that. I think Sensei was just upset because Allie was his first love. No. She was mine, too. But you see Miguel listening, man. He's, like, listening intriguing, but then he's like, well, what about Halloween? The water host? He's like, oh, those guys are beating the crap out of me, man. It was teed if up. You were in my, yeah, he's like, it was teed up. You know, if you were in my shoes, you would have done it. But Johnny overreacted to it, you know. And he was just upset because Allie was his number one love. You know, Johnny was, which, you know, hey, as we're seeing in this scene. You know? And then Daniel, he's like, she was mine? Yeah, I don't know, man. You but know what? Hey, hey let, me, let me butt in real quick. Yeah, bro, I hate that, bro. Like, why does he got to try to say that, dude? Why does he got to try to say the same thing, you know? I love what Miguel said. Yeah, Sensei was upset because Ali was his first love, and Daniel tries right. to say the same thing. Stay out of it, bro. Get your own girl, man. That's what I wrote. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, like he, she was mine too. And, you know, there's just something about her, which we can all agree on that. Yeah, Hell there yeah. is something about it. <laughs> I do love that, though, and, because he remembers her. So he's seeing her at the beach. Yeah, the flashback. Yeah, that's mom, yeah. that wavy hair. Mm -hmm. oh, love it. <laughs> exactly and he's like i thought she was the one but johnny felt the same way and he's like well that's what started all this so you know and then after the end they you know he realizes it's time to go so they leave and you know he uh you know pretty much acknowledges miguel saying hey good talking to you and then you know he offers to shake his hand from one all valley champ to another and um <clears throat> and then so he leaves and 
keep the sparring to a minimal. I'm like, no, I'll give you a ride home. That's what I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> get your ass, get your ass in the car. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freak bad, dude. The sparring yeah, to a minimum. Yeah, no, no, no sparring, I'll give brother. you a lift. Ain't man. no sparring, bro. This is like, uh, what is it? A flag football, baby. We ain't no tackling here, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, and then of course, Sam, uh, as Daniel leaves, Sam and Miguel kind of brainstorm. I was like, man, you know, Sam actually is the one who comes up with the idea saying, you know, if we can just get, you know, Daniel and Johnny to talk, just like you guys talk, you know, maybe things could be different. And Miguel's kind of not, you know, kind of not thinking it's not going to happen. He's like, nah, that'll never happen. And so I like the scene, man, Daniel and Miguel to sit down, just Miguel kind of felt touched, not touched, maybe that's the wrong word, but you know, Miguel kind of listened and cause he had an idea of what Daniel was, you yeah, know, yeah. back from season, I think it was season one, you know, everything that John, I think he even called him an asshole, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> what, what an, an asshole, asshole. <laughs> you know, but now that he actually got to sit down and talk to him, his feelings probably changed, man. You know, he acknowledged him as Mr. Russo as he left, you know? So, um, just the power of talking things out, man. You no know doubt, what I'm saying? No doubt. You know, no need to what make judgments until you meet somebody exactly and get to know them, see them, you know, yes, stuff sir. like that. So, well, I hope, I hope that that just like you said, that Miguel's view of Daniel has changed. I hope Daniel's view of Miguel has changed, bro. I That's really true. do because yes. we don't really see that. Daniel kind of just takes off and. Miguel, Miguel, we see he's optimistic, bro. You know, he's getting in good with your dad. He's like, he shook my hand, you know? So look at Miguel, man, wanting to earn Daniel's approval. See, that's the thing. That's that's what's cool about Miguel. He's wanting to earn that approval, man. So that's business, man. But like I said, I don't really know if Daniel, his, you know, perspective on Miguel has changed. So obviously, you know, we'll see it maybe in season four because we don't see it in season three. You know, that's, that's the last... That's the last scene of Daniel and Miguel that we see in season three. And that's not that I'm spoiling anything, but we don't see them talk again. So we'll see how that's going to be interesting to see how that evolves, man. It is. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right, brother. Next favorite scene, man, for me. Cause yes. <laughs> love it, bro. Love yes. it. Cause then another we, great we, one. Another great one. <laughs> we hear that baby. We hear that baby. I need a picture to remember this by. Because memories can <laughs> die so fast. Oh, man. Allie and Johnny at golf and stuff. I'm telling you, bro. I'm going there one day, bro. I'm going there. So, Feel It in the Air is playing, right? Feel the Night, right, is playing. Um, yeah, but the, the song lyrics go. Does it say Feel It in the Air? Feel It in the Air. Yeah, it does. It's yeah, playing I while, can feel it in know, the air. I can feel it in the air. It's playing while Johnny and Allie are playing air hockey. They're laughing. They're flirting. They're playing skee-ball. They're playing video games while sitting next to each other. They're shooting hoops and feel it in the air, bro. It calls from all around. They're playing putt-putt. I want to share it all with you, baby. They're turning in tickets. They're getting the stuffed hippo. We're reaching out to fill the night, baby. Damn, bro. You know, last podcast, man, I had this question, man. I had this question that, where's my Carmen, man? But this time it's my, damn, where's my alley, bro? Where's my alley, <laughs> dude? You see how quick I change? Where's my alley, bro? So I can have some bomb-ass dates like the one that they're having, man. They're just connecting, they're vibing, they're laughing, they're having fun, dude, in an alley, dude. I love it. And they even finished, man. This is pretty cool. I didn't notice it till I rewatched it. They finished the date pretty much by riding the Ferris wheel, which they did on their first date. So that was pretty dope to do something that they both shared together, man. I, I think that's pretty cool to, again, is, yeah, you yeah. know, we, we shared this, you know, 
20 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago. And we're doing <laughs> it again, man. That's pretty cool. I like that. And then, man, hey, Alex, she has that touch, baby, because she tells Johnny, hey, let's take a selfie. And Johnny at first is like, selfie? That's the same reaction I would have. But yeah, bro, bro, with the right person, hey, hell yeah, you'll take a selfie, man. With the person you like, <laughs> you'll take a selfie, bro. So I love, too, that they they get close, man. And so, again, their date was awesome, bro. And the cool thing is that it wasn't over because, again, when you really like someone, and I'm going to keep repeating this, when you really like someone, enjoy their company, you'll do whatever you can to you make sure. track the time, man. You'll make, do whatever <laughs> you can to make sure the date continues for as long as it can continue. You don't want it to end, bro. So it's pretty cool, man. They're seated at a bench. They're looking at the pics. They're still vibing. They're still laughing. They're still connecting. And this is cool. I love this about Alice. She wants to know more about Robbie. So again, she cares about him. She cares about what's important to him. And obviously that's his son, man. So love it, bro. And then I love this. She says, I feel so young again. And that's that's how you should feel, bro. You should feel young with the person you're with, man. And so, and then Johnny's like, hey, you know, uh, tell me about your kids. So they're basically sharing about their kids, man. And, you know, and then Allie, again, you know, you, you talked about this, you know, she gets transparent. She says she misses them. This is, we find out that this is the first Christmas where she's without them because Greg has them. So she's alone. And Johnny should have been like, baby, come on, you don't have to be alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put on some boys to men Christmas music and we're going to just chill. But nah, anyways, man, uh, again, we hear more. We hear more that Allie's parents don't approve of the marital situation and, uh, Maybe that's why Al is a rebel. Did you hear when, when Johnny said that yeah. she's a rebel? So maybe that's why she's a rebel. But again, never says anything ugly about Greg. And she just seems so calm about it. I love that, bro. You know, she's like, hey, they're more upset about the divorce than I am. So Allie's just so calm. And I like that, man. And then Johnny throws in the, you know, the funny comedy, you know, silver lining is you get to ditch Schwarber, you know. So and then <laughs> I love out, that. Allie, she gets cold, bro. And it's perfect, right? Because that's when Johnny puts his arm around her. Hell yeah, bro. And just, just, just as Johnny and Allie were about to kiss, damn text message from Allie's mom. Damn, bro. And she, she's like, should I get it? It may be my kids. And and yeah, Johnny's like, oh, go ahead. you know. And she's like, I completely forgot. I promised my mom I would go to the stupid party, which is a connection to part one, because she said the same thing, right? When she was setting up a date with Daniel. But she forgot that she made plans to go to a party. So same thing here. And then Allie said, hey, she really had to go. But here, here's where she sealed the deal for me, bro. This is where she just won me over, bro. And I'm in love. <laughs> and I've been saying this, man. When someone really wants to be with you, they'll do everything in their power to continue the date with you and spend time with you. She's like, I really have to go. But I'd much rather stay here with you. And the way she said it, bro. Oh, my God. So sexy. So hot. And this is where Johnny dropped the ball, though, bro. This is where he fumbled, dude. This is where he fumbled, man. <laughs> he fumbled the ball. He should have said, hey, what time is that party over? Because I'd rather be with you, too. You know what I'm saying? He should have exactly, just said, oh, yeah. I'll pick you up after that, that party. Brilliant right there, yeah. <laughs> and Allie's like, do you want to come? Save me from the boredom. And Allie, more sexiness, man. I love it. And Johnny's like, are you sure? And Allie says, hell yeah, I'm sure. I love that, bro. Hell yeah, I'm sure. Ladies, listen. Say that to your man next time. If he ever asks you, are you sure? Just say, hell yeah, I'm sure, man. He'll turn putty in your hands because that's how I turned as I listened to that. And hell yeah, <laughs> I want to come. You know, hell yeah, yeah I want to come to this party. And just so, hey, again, great scene. But I will tell you how I would have finished it, bro, because that's how that scene ends. But this is how I would have finished it, bro. I would have thanked her. I said, hey, you know what? Thank you for making me feel alive today. Thank you for bringing a smile to my face. And then I would have went for that kiss, bro. I would have gone for that kiss 
because we finish. may never finish 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 it you know why bro because we may never have another night like this exactly so you know what hey let's fill the night bam i would have done that the i would have gone for that kiss baby. baby hey that's heisman crystals right there i would have gone for it baby why did johnny <laughs> go for the kiss damn it because i would have man but anyways love it bro what do you want to add to that dog Love this. Oh, man, there's nothing much more I can add. You said a whole bunch of great things. But here's the thing. Johnny is so different when he's with Allie. So different, man. You see him actually happy, bro, in a way that you haven't seen him happy before. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, it's just a switch. I like how they did the switch because, you know, in in part one, it was Daniel and Allie, feel the night, and they're having a good time. And then now... (laughs) It's Johnny and Allie feel the night, good time, and there's no photo booth because it's modern times. It's a selfie. Ah, okay, (laughs) yeah, bro. I didn't even think about that. That's cool. Hell yeah. I mean, I mean, who? I don't even know if there's still photo booths out there. They 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 have them for the weddings now, though, right? They have that. You know how you can get your photos real quick. Oh yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, I've seen those, but yeah, no, great scene, man. Loved it. Oh man, yeah, the cell phone dude <laughs> killed the moment, bro. Hey, he still could have gone for it though, bro. He still yeah, could have gone for it. He had to though, walk bro. her to her car at least, man. Right? Hell, thank you, thank you. Hell yeah, he held hands, held hands, yeah. and put her in the car and and giving her. Oh my god, dude, I didn't even think about that. You're a genius, man. Because hell yeah, perfect opportunity for a kiss, dude. Experiencia, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> playing bro playing Wonder. <laughs> it's business now <laughs> you know, I'm sorry bro. I got off track I got off track about that. that's badass dude hell yeah dude I didn't even think about that yeah he had to walk to her car how did no how did they get there didn't they ride together you know hey let me take you home yeah. you know put on exactly, some yeah. put on some nice you know music bro some Sade something bro damn Oh, anyways, all right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene, man. We're almost done. <laughs> We're almost to the end. Uh, this is, uh, I went uh, with Chris at Cobra Kai. Okay. So uh, he's impressed by the uh, mission that the students were the Hawk planned, but Robbie completed. Basically, the snake, he's offering praise. He's saying that they showed leader fearlessness, fearlessness and leadership. And that's what we need to be a champion. And he's acknowledging Robbie this whole time while Hawk is just sitting there, like right there next to him, man. And you're what Cobra Kai has been looking for. And he's got his hand on what Robbie's shoulder. And so, and then he goes on to say, do you see what you can accomplish? But when you work together, alliances are important. And then uh, this is where um, Tori asks what alliances. And he, he goes to tell him, Diaz and the LaRusso girl were working together and that they helped save the All Valley and they gave them quite a speech. Uh, they made it look good. And um, so uh, Tori kind of doesn't like that news and she kind of looks over at Robbie and he also is kind of surprised by the news. But um, one of the things about the scenes, man, is once again, Hawk is just wants to be the leader, wants to be the leader and just needs that validation and it's not he's not getting it man you know what i'm saying and uh he's like like i said earlier he's now he pushed him aside for robbie (laughs) basically and um and then of course what he said you know about uh miguel and sam working together 
he he just knows how to push those right buttons, man. <laughs> he does, he, exactly. he knows he yeah. he knows how to twist things, and uh, he's just a great villain, man. Marty Cove, man, shout out to him. <laughs> and uh, and of course, Tori and Robbie are falling for it. They're falling for the trap for the mind games, man. And we're see we're gonna see in the next episode the impact of of the of these lies, basically. You no know, doubt, no doubt, you're right, dude. That was all part of Crease's plan. That's what I wrote, you know. And that pisses off Tori, so she storms out. So. You know, he knows how to manipulate it, man. He's like, yeah, Sam and Miguel helped save the All Valley. They gave quite a speech. They make a pretty good team. <laughs> All freaking just manipulate, manipulating, yeah. man. <laughs> All right, brother. So uh, let's finish it off, man. We see Miyagi Do at the LaRusso home and it ties in, man. Crease kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen. It's all about alliances, man. You know, so he talked about alliances. So Cobra Kai, hey, let's stick together. That's how we can, you know, tear things up and and accomplish things like still snakes and stuff like that and so that was you know sam's plan as well you know to get eagle fang and miyagi Do together and so there's no rager chris i'm sorry right we should be throwing a rager yeah, there's, rage. no, there's no rager <laughs> <laughs> chris is trying to act hard oh hell no so anyways miyagi miyagi Do's there thinking it's going to be a party but it was all part of sam's plan so eagle fang shows up and it's all about them working together you know and so um i love this man i gotta point it out so bert bert i love what he said bro he's like god i hate your stupid face <laughs> i laughed man i love bert and then yeah Pinch and nate if you died i wouldn't even attend your funeral so i oh, love that they got savage, some lines man, man. yeah <laughs> but anyways miguel again two dojos are stronger than one you know so it's join forces and that's a good lesson man you can't do everything on your own man so that was smart on their part but Miguel doesn't think it's going to work. And then Sam is like, it has to. We have one last chance to make things right. <gasps> Alone, we're nothing. But if we work together, we have a shot. If we can't get over the past, the fighting will never end. We have to confront our enemies. Take a right, check it out. Forget it, man. Danger just... Hey, Johnny! This rivalry has to stop. One way or another. So pretty awesome what she said, right? That, hey, we gotta get we, we gotta get over the past. If we can't get over the past, the fighting will never end. And so all while she's saying these great things, man, Johnny's walking into Encino Oaks Country Club to meet Allie. He walks in, he smiles at her, but then he sees Daniel talking to his girl, talking to Allie. And I love the flashback. I didn't even remember it till I watched it, bro. I love the flashback to take a right. Forget it. It's mm -hmm. ancient history. I love that. I, I had forgotten that. <laughs> Bobby, bro. And so Johnny's pissed, but I love how it ends. But this rivalry has to stop one way or another. And it was over and it was like, nah, man, let's go. Come on, one more episode, and that's what we have, man. So that's how it ends. What do you got to add to that, bro? I love it, man. I love the way it ended. Yeah, no, I did too. I love how they connected it to the beach scene, you know, like when Daniel saw the or Johnny saw them together, and you know, he got angry and take a right. <laughs> and then uh, and then now in present time, same thing. He walks in and he sees them together, they're like I mean, you can't tell the their. You can only tell by their body language because you can't hear what they're saying. So, like you said, it just ah oh, back to square one, and it looks like he's, you know, seeing red and ready to strike first. But like you said, that's how it cuts. So I love how they connected that those two. Yeah. And um, 
just, you know, the leadership between Sam and Miguel trying to work together to combine the dojos, man, putting the differences aside, bringing people together, which that's, you know, that's something that, you know, is true in our current society, man, you know, being able to put differences aside and work together, come together. So, and then Beach and Nate Savage, bro. <laughs> what he said, man. <laughs> God, <Lee. laughs> I love Bert, though. God, I hate you, Steve. Yeah. Thanks so much. Love Bert. <laughs> oh, man. But, Great episode, brother. Great episode. Anything else you want to add before we get to our categories? Uh, do you want me to ask you the two questions? I have two questions. Yeah, let's go, bro. Okay. We got it. We got it. We're good, bro. We're good. You know, I like the way this flows, man. Somebody even said, hey, it doesn't even seem like we. We go for like an hour and 15 minutes sometimes. So, yeah, go ahead. Ask me the two questions, brother. Come on. All right. So when Allie returned, was it how you expected? Because in our predictions, we said, you know, she's a doctor, so she's going to have something to do with Miguel. No, I remember. Like the way she I, I came said, back. I, I said, yeah, you, you, you said that. I said uh-huh. that I thought she was going to come to like some high school reunion. So, uh, because oh, remember okay, the yeah. party scene that we had seen the in the party, trailer? Yeah, yeah so uh, yes. that's what I had thought. Um, I didn't think she was going to be divorced. That was a, that was a, that was a curveball right there. It was, it was a good curveball yeah. though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curveball <laughs> that, that Joe Boo can hit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't think she'd be divorced, man. That was, that's pretty awesome, man. So, I mean, not that divorce is awesome. I'm just saying that's, that's good for the storyline because yeah, uh, I don't want to ruin, I'll, I'll talk about that in, when we cover episode 10. So I don't want to even ruin that, but yeah, uh, the fact that she was divorced caught me by surprise. Okay. Last question. Okay. It's kind of a two-parter. I just not thought of it. If you were Johnny and you have this dilemma, who would you pick? The ex or Carmen? Oh, man. Um, well, first, look, before you answer if Johnny, which one would you pick you, you personally, with everything you know about? You know what I thought about that? And I was going to ask you that too. You're, 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 you were? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy that you, that you asked me that, bro, because I was going to ask you that too. And here's my answer, bro. Allie, and you know why? Because of the connection that they have. I don't think I've seen that with Carmen. You know what I'm saying? Like just the vibe and the dates and all that. I'm not saying that they couldn't get there, but they they had that they, they don't have that. We haven't seen that. That yeah, they slept together, you know, and obviously that's a meaningful thing. But man, to be able to spend the whole day with somebody, because that's what pretty much they did. They went from lunch all the way to the nighttime and she still didn't want to get rid of him. That just shows you about connection, man. And so yeah. that's who I would pick. Allie, bro. Like, yeah. And who do you think good. Johnny's going to win? Who do, who do I sorry. think based on? No, no. Who do you think Johnny would pick? Should pick? Allie. That was you. You think Johnny yeah, should pick yeah. Allie and you, and you're going to pick out. Okay. Don't piss me off about episode 10, bro. Let's not get to episode 10. <laughs> don't piss me off about that. We'll talk about that in episode 10. Hell yeah. You should pick uh, Allie, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, those, that was it. Those that was were the questions. All right, brother. Yeah, right, yeah. Man. So what's your running back scene, man? Your top, your top scene that you'd watch over and over again? Oh, God, there's so many, but I have to go, which I think we're going to be in agreement with this one. I think we're going to say Johnny and Allie at golf and stuff. You know what, man? We're going to go ahead and just kind of you know, break our own rules, you know, because I'm like every, every scene with Johnny and Allie in this one, dude. 
Seriously. Yeah. If we, I mean, if we could mash it up, you know, just put their scenes together, I'd watch that sucker like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Golf and stuff. Their first, their first, you know, encounter when they see each other, their conversation where he opens up about, you know, his life, you know, wasting, pretty much wasting his life, all that, bro. I'd mash it up and I'd see all those scenes over and over again. All right, brother. What are, uh, what's your favorite dialogue or, or favorite line from this episode? Man, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I had a hard time picking, but I'm going to go with Sam at the very end. She said, alone, we're nothing, but if we work together, we have a shot. If we can't get over the past, the fighting will never end. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. All right. I like that. Uh, for me, man, I'll just say the dialogue when Johnny apologized to Allie, where he said, I oh, ruined every yes. meaningful relationship. I, I love that, man. So that was pretty dope, man. All right, brother. CK3. Probably probably dumb because we know who's number one, but who are your top three? <laughs> yeah, <bro? laughs> we know. Well, Allie, without a, you know, a doubt. Allie, MVP, a doubt. Allie, MVP, MVP bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny, because again, both all of their scenes were great. I yeah. completely agree with you, man. All, all, both of their scenes. For the third, I was kind of conflicted a little bit, but I think I'm going to put a wild card in that, that you may not be expecting. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Hawk, what? just because. <laughs> see, I told. You. Yeah, I wasn't expecting uh, that. And it's because of just how he has, like I said, been trying so hard to be the leader of Cobra Kai, like doing, he's been loyal. He's stealing snakes and trying you know, he's done snakes. all these trying. To yeah. Trying. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, doing the badass things like, um, <clears throat> you know, beating up Brooks, breaking Dimitri's <laughs> arm, all that. Yeah. But, um, it's not going to happen. Like you said, bro, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And pretty much the, he can't see the writing on the wall or he's starting to see, the writing on the wall let's just put it that way so uh, i also put in sam just for the leadership and standing up for miguel you know but uh but i put hawk in there <laughs> all right for sure well hey i got ali you know ali number one killed it johnny killed it finally finally remember how i've been saying johnny's been coasting he finally brought it in this episode yeah and, and it took ali to bring that out of him so <laughs> for sure man those two were top notch uh, for the third person again i was kind of like man who am i going to give it to and i went with sam so I just, uh, you know what I'm yeah, I went with Sam, I guess, because of that dialogue that she gave at the end. That was pretty dope. And especially you pointed yeah. it out. That was your favorite line. So I went with Sam as number three. But if they were just top two, man, it'd be Johnny and Allie, man. They they killed it. All right, brother. So for the last category, man, before we wrap this baby up, what are you rating this, man? How many All-Valley trophies does this get? This is a five, bro. No brainer, man. This is another five. This is my back to back five, man. Allie alone gives it a five. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is your this is your Jordan, uh, 96, 97, back to back, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Good right. You know what, man? Record. This is a five point five, man. Cause of Allie, bro. Because of Allie. She gets an extra trophy, bro. Heck yeah, extra trophy. <laughs> Extra two, bro. This is a seven. No, man. Heck yeah. This is a five. This is a great episode. I love it, bro. I could, man, we just finished talking about it for an hour and 20 minutes. And you know what? I could get off this podcast and go and watch it again. That's how dope it is. And maybe it's my right. my uh, fascination with Allie. But no, it's a great episode. It was, it was written well. You know what I loved about it, man? That again, and I know I mentioned this 
but they brought her in and it worked. The story worked. Yeah. It wasn't it stupid. Perfectly. Yeah, it wasn't stupid. It wasn't like, oh, they brought her back just to do that. Because that's what I was kind of scared, man. They're going to bring her back for like one scene and it's not going to work, but it worked, dude. It worked so much that, hey, we're going to see her in the next episode. Too, yeah, so. absolutely. Elizabeth Shue, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It was great. And I'm glad that we're going to see her in episode 10. So I can't wait to finish that up, bro. That's dang, bro. <laughs> one more episode, man crazy crazy but it's all yeah. good man it's all good i've enjoyed doing these podcasts with you man and anything you want to say before we wrap this up to the listeners um and you know well one thing well to the listeners just again i keep i say it all the time and i'm gonna continue to say just how grateful we are that they listen and they enjoy the content and everything we really appreciate it man for real even the two listeners who wrote you back man <laughs> and that was, that was, I, I thought that was awesome man. that was great that they took the time and wrote us back and you know they provided good feedback good dialogue so we appreciate that and uh one thing i do want to mention man you know when we first did our initial reactions I think I put season three as my third favorite, but man, after after we're reviewing it over and over, I have to change my mind, man. This is this the is best. the best one. It's the yeah, best. yeah, it is. It's the best one, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. love it, man. So, but no, that, but yeah, again, yeah, one more episode to go, man, and you know, but we'll we're gonna, see you what, know what season man, four we're, brings. We're gonna do some fun stuff, man. Like I said, we'll cover yeah, the Karate yeah. Kid movies. We'll do some. Uh, you know what? We're, I, I want to do like uh, like an award show, the, you know, season three awards. So, we'll again, I'll let you know, bro. We're going to do it, man, and, and get some of the – not some. We'll get the listeners who want to be involved involved in it too, man. So, yeah, you know, you too. You too, as, as Jose mentioned, he's grateful for the two people who, you know, responded and told us about, hey, why would Carmi, Carmen be into Johnny? So, hey, you two can connect with us. You know, we're on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Just find us at Cobra Kai Pod Show. Again, that's at Cobra Kai Pod Show. And again, you know what to do. You're listening on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you rate us five stars, baby. And if you can, leave a rating for us. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button because we're coming back. We got one more episode to cover the last episode of season three. We can't wait to bring it to you. All right, Jose, thank you again for just joining me on this journey, bro. Cobra Kai never dies never dies all right brother